Amen. And all that we say happy Father to our Father. We'll say happy Father to our Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, my God. For being a father to Superman, our son of the Lord, most like we thank you, God, for that opportunity to worship and bless you and encourage you. Right where you are, join us in the worship of the Lord. Something by
worship our God, let us take a moment in prayer. Mighty God, we just thank you, Lord, for you are worthy. You are so worthy. If we had a thousand tongues, Lord, we wouldn't have enough to worship you and praise you and just say thank you, Lord God. Thank you for watching over us, Lord, keeping us and sustaining us. Thank you, Lord, for being a present help in the time of trouble. Uh, thank you for being our shelter. Thank you for being our shield. Thank you for being our rock, Lord, our refuge. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that we know salvation, we know redemption through your precious Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Father, we just thank you, O God, that you are God all alone. Now, Father, we are gathered here to worship and bless your God and to hear the preaching of your word. Uh, Father, bless us, Lord, as we open up your word. We open up our hearts and our eyes to hear from you, that we hear a word from you, O God. Minister to us, Lord, Lord, for we are your servants. Yes, we hear a word from you. God is in Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. As we've seen the worship of God and from the reading of the scripture, we're going to look into Old Testament, uh, Genesis 39 chapter. We're going to lift up verses 1 through 6. Uh, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. We're going to look at this text, Genesis 39 chapter, uh, verses 1 through 6. Those who are able to stand in an honor reading of God's words are welcome uh, to do so. Genesis, right there, the first book in your Bible, so not too, not too far to find. Go to the 39th uh, chapter, almost towards the end of the book. We're looking at verses 1 through 6. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation of Word of God reads. When Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was captain of the guard for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. From the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. All his household affairs ran smoothly, and his crops and livestock flourished. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat. Joseph was very handsome and well-built young man. Praise God for his words. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. As a music machine to lead us in worship. Praise God.
lift your name on high. The name above all names. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Oh, glory be to God. There's no other name under the, under the heavens that you can call on that you can be saved. Oh, what an awesome God we serve. Let us pray one more time as you prepare to hear this preach. Word, mighty God, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us this one more time in your presence. Speak now, Lord, your servants are listening. Uh, may we hear a word, Lord, from you. Use, Lord, your vessel, your servant. Uh, preach your word, your truth to us, Lord, your people. That we might see Jesus and have your word hidden in our heart. That we might not sin against you, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. We read earlier already in worship, Genesis 39 chapter, uh, verses 1 through 6. And then also I would like to lift up another passage uh, to co- help us to complement our message for today. Uh, help me announce the subject matter uh, to your neighbor. Tell them, you see the glory, but you don't know my story. You see the glory, but you don't know my story. Oftentimes, right, we can, everybody can see the good stuff, but they don't know the hard stuff. How I got here is not as easy as it looks. So for that, to capitalize, we look at Genesis 39th chapter. We're going to go to the completion of Joseph's life now in the 50th chapter of Genesis. We still have your Bible. You can turn there to the 50th chapter. I'm going to lift up verse 20. I'll be reading from... The New Living Translation, the Word of God reads, you, you intended it to harm me, but God. Can somebody say, but God? But God. You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Praise God for his word. We read the 39th chapter of Genesis and Joseph is in Potiphar's house in the 50th chapter he's in Pharaoh's house there was a degree of him going higher and higher all because God was with him but yet we celebrate his victory because he overcame his tragedy Mm. Joseph was loved by his father. Happy Father's Day. But the sad thing is that the love of his father called animosity amongst the brothers. Mm. Oftentimes in life, we are dealing with people that don't like us for reasons beyond our control. We see oftentimes people's success, we see their victories, we see their glory, but we may not know their story. The story informs us how they made it this far, hence why documentaries are still big business. People want to learn about their, their artists, their histories, and see how did they make it this far. What are some of the things? So notice how many of these musicians have documentaries of people showing archive footage of them and telling about their story. Because we see them on the stage, but we don't know all the troubles and the trials, the tribulations going behind. As a matter of fact, think about how Tina Turner's second career was bigger because of her telling her story. 
If it wasn't for her writing the book that then went on to become the movie, a lot of people would not know. I did not know about this. And they have a greater appreciation of her and what she has done because they know the story. I'm talking to somebody here. Oftentimes we see when people blossom and blow up, right? We think they're an overnight success, but not knowing it's been some hard work of them grinding and doing what they are doing before they got the light shining on them. The story informs us that life may be full of pretty pictures, but also there might be some difficult parts, part of the story that help bring forth the outcome. Think about how it is true in life. Without pressure, there would be no diamonds. Without irritation, there would be no pearls. So what was your adverse situation that you can look back on and realize it brought you to the position you are now? And some of you may not be there yet, but then you might be going through it right now. So don't give up. Don't give in. Realize that greater things are ahead. But one thing to know how you're going to get there is to know that God is with you. As we read our text, we look at Joseph, who at a young age appears to have the love and the favor of his father, that his brothers were jealous of. Pay attention, again, that the reason the brothers are angry is not because Joseph did anything to them, but because of the feeling they have that Joseph has more love from their father than them. Joseph is loved by their father and is gifted a multicolored coat. And as we look at Joseph's story unfolding in this text, we're going to look how God blessed Joseph to be born into this family. And then we'll find out that at a young tender age of 17, we discover who he is and we learn about him in this text. And yet, here's a situation as we look at Joseph's story. Not all stories have tragedies and overcoming victories in there, but all, but all of our stories have times of adversity. Life is filled of what? Ups. And downs. So let us look at some of the ups and the downs looking at Joseph. We turn to Joseph's 37 chapter verses, uh, I'm sorry, Genesis 37 chapter verses 3 through 4. We see about Joseph being loved uh, by Jacob. Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. Notice again, Joseph did not do anything. But the animosity comes from the love the father has for Joseph. And, and his brothers are mad that they didn't get a multicolored coat. Joseph's brother's jealousy of, of, of him has nothing to do with what he has done. But because what his father has done for him. Sometimes you might learn that you may not be appreciated for who you are, but be who you are. I want to highlight here, Joseph is learning about himself. At the tender age of 17, life is just coming at him. He don't know what's going on, but yet he's trying to figure out why is everybody picking on me. Joseph has a dream. We continue on looking in this 37 chapter. Stay right there. Are you still with me? Joseph now has a dream as he's finding out that God's gifted him with this dream. Joseph's not aware he's gifted with this dream, so he doesn't even know how to use or interpret this dream. But he gets excited because the dream has him in a positive light. So when we look at this, as one night. Joseph had a dream when he told his brothers about it. They hate him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. 
We were out in the field tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly my bundle stood up, and your bundles all gathered around and bowed down before me. His brother responded, so you think you'll be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and the way he talked about them. Soon Joseph had another dream. And again, he told his brothers about it. Listen, I have had another dream, he said. The sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed low before me. This time he told the dream to his father as well as to his brothers. But his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, notice here closely, his father wondered what their dreams meant. Can I spend a moment here showing how the difference of responses came from the father from the brothers? A father's love for his son that he's looking for the best out of his son. And so he says, even though I was not happy how you presented it to me, let me receive and try to think about this another way. But his brothers who already had animosity towards him, when they heard that how we're going to bow down to you not once but now twice and mommy and daddy, they did not like what they heard. What I want to encourage you to understand is that how the father was looking for the best out of his son, but notice he scolded him because we're seeing here as a young, energetic young man, he did not know how best to express what the dream came to him. His immaturity did not help out his situation because his brothers already hated him. <laughs> and since they already hated him, notice how he's trying to get them to like him. Say, hey, but one day, y'all want to be with me. But they're like, how are we going to receive this when we don't like you? And here it is that oftentimes when people give you so much negativity in your life, you try to do things and make them like you. But as you'll find out, sometimes there's some people, no matter what you do, they won't like you. You can invite them to your party. You can buy them gifts, but they still won't like you. But let me encourage you. It does not mean you need to stop doing what you ought to be doing. Keep on doing what the Lord has called you to do. But here we see here that Joseph now is called the dream. They don't like him. Look now, y'all still with me in the 37th chapter. Look at verses 19 to 20. Here comes the dreamer, they said. Come on, let's kill him. What? Wait a minute, rewind that. They went from calling him the dreamer to now how are we going to get rid of him? We don't like him so much. Verse 20 says, come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns. We can tell our father a wild animal has eaten him and then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. They call him the dreamer because they didn't like how he was using his talents and his gifts that God has given him. Even Joseph probably did not fully understand at this moment in time what God has given him. But yet they are looking to get rid of him. But now, here's the situation I want you to grab closely here. Part of this story is that Joseph has to leave in order to be exalted. But his brothers are not aware of this. If they were aware of this, they probably wouldn't have done this. Because this is going to make happen what they don't want to have happen. I want to encourage somebody. People might be against you thinking they're stopping you, but they might be pushing you. They might be propelling you. The, Jesus makes it very clear how your enemy become your footstool, which means what? They can help you get higher. <laughs> and so when you understand that people might be against you, but you're still on your mission, notice how God can use them for your good. When bad things happen, we still can be reminded that God is able. We are not always in the position to know the plans of the Lord of our life, but yet Joseph, like us, 
on this journey is being used by God to help us discover the goodness that God has for us. But notice how in the same text, you look closely there, Joseph has an ally in his oldest brother, the eldest brother in Reuben. Reuben speaks up in verse 22 of the same 37 chapter. Why should we shed any blood? Let's just throw him into this empty cistern here in the wilderness. Then he'll die without our laying a hand on him. But Reuben was secretly planning to rescue Joseph and return him to his father. This is interesting coming from the eldest brother who's lived longer, had a longer relationship with his father. He's looking out for his young, one of the youngest brothers. Joseph was number 11 of 12. Reuben did not know the great plan God had for Joseph, but yet he understood that it was not right to kill his own brother. Reuben was looking to do what was good, but yet God used him to spare Joseph's life so that Joseph would be in the position. And here's the thing we find out, that God was with Joseph. 39.2 says, the Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in what? In everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. God had a plan for him. The favor of the Lord got Joseph from the pit into the palace. Joseph's life journey is being used by God. And yet, if you did a survey in your life, can you realize there have been some times you fell in the pit? There some times you dealt with some adverse situations. But yet from that was your greatest success. From that is where you were able to find out how strong you are, how able you're able to overcome some of the negative. Here's the thing in life that people want to remind you of your failures. They want to remind you of times of adverse. They want to let you know what you can't not, what you cannot do and let you know what they think you should do. But here it is that if God is for you, who can be against you? One thing I want us to learn about Joseph's story is that he did not hold any grudges. One time when we're dealing with people and we don't understand why they're treating us wrong, stop wondering about what you did wrong. But start focusing on what you can do what is right. We can spend a whole lot of time dealing with our mental stability that we might feel so bad about ourselves, wondering how do people treat us, how they view us. And oftentimes they don't view us in a positive light. We've seen that as studies have shown how young, our young people get on social media trying to boost their image, getting off of feedback, but yet they're getting bullied. They're being told they don't look good enough because they don't look like the images they see on the screen. And so some us of this negativity makes them feel less about themselves. But yet they open up their Bible and realize that God made you and God made you good. That God's love never fails. That God does not love you based on your social status or based on how many likes you have. But for God so loved the world he gave. We understand when we can help them understand where does love come from? Where does grace come from? Where does mercy come from? It don't come from the internet. It don't come from social media. Know the goodness that God has placed in you. And know that he has greatness that he can get out of you, regardless of those who want to throw hate at you. That's why we, oftentimes you might see certain social media sites, right, where they block all comments. They say, we got no time for the negative. <laughs> so you don't like it, that's on you. You can't post it here. Oftentimes we need to do the same thing. We need to block the negative and hold on to the positive. Don't hold on to the grudges. Know that God has greatness for you. Don't hold on to the hatred and the animosity people throw at you, but realize you gotta re, we got to refill yourself, refuel yourself with what is good, what is right, and what is just. Jacob loved his son, Joseph, 
And by loving his son Joseph, he seemed to cause animosity amongst his siblings. But also because of Jacob loving his son Joseph, I guarantee you that Joseph knew about God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Jacob. And by Joseph knowing about what God is doing, help guide Joseph to be in control, to know that God is going to use him. We look very closely to see how the Lord was with him when he got into Potiphar's house. Think about what, how did he get to Potiphar's house? I don't know about you, but if somebody told me that I'll be threatened with my life and people try to kill me and throw me in the pit in order for me to get into the Potiphar's house, I said, I don't want it. Think about how his opportunity for his success came from him being rejected by the people he loved most, being ridiculed by the people he loved most, and who he admired, and yet they, they plot to kill him, and they throw him into a pit looking to sell him into slavery. But yet, here's a beautiful thing about how God works it out. Many times in our lives, right, we get messed up because our life is not working how we want it to work out, trying to figure out why we're here, what's my purpose, what's my goal. But notice here that God had a plan for Joseph before Joseph even understood, before Jacob understood. Matter of fact, if you look how it's going into, the reason why Jacob loves Joseph so much because he's of his wife that he loved the most. It was Rachel. He had Leah, but he wanted Rachel. And so he worked extra time just to get Rachel to be his wife. But Rachel was bare. She didn't have any children. But Leah got all the kids. And all of a sudden, later on in the line, Rachel finally has a son. And he gets excited and calls him Joseph. And, and when Joseph, he blesses him and takes care of him because he had him at his old age. And at his old age, he's excited. But here's the beautiful thing about this whole situation is that before Jacob even understood what Joseph was going to do, God already knew. Because God told Abraham that you will be in captivity in Egypt and I will take you out and take you into the promised land. And Joseph is the key instrument that's going to be used by God to get this done. Well, you know that God can use us regardless of what we're going through. There's sometimes we're dealing with hardships in our lives. We're stressed out. We, we, we are feeling overwhelmed. We're feeling underappreciated. But I want to encourage you to keep on doing what God calls you to do. Don't focus on the negative. But focus on the positive. Know that God's love will win out. Joseph being hated because of his father's love did not stop him from being elevated. But there's something about his character and his conduct. Joseph was definitely a little foolhardy when he gave his dream to his brothers. I think he learned that lesson because later on he wasn't so proud and haughty in expressing his dreams. We can learn from our mistakes. We can learn from our tragedies. We can learn from our issues and see how can I grow and become better. You may be wondering why you are being treated this way. You may be dealing with all these negative things, but don't start worrying about why you're treated this way, but ask God, how can I be you? When we can be used by God, we'll be reminded that we are loved by God. Knowing that you are loved by God means you were created with a purpose. And when you know you were created with a purpose, you know that God will bless you for a great impact. Don't get caught up with how other people see how God's blessing you and allow that to deter you. We are dealing with so much hater, haterade, so many trolls that they get mad if you get a promotion, you get a job, you get a new car, you get a new house. They get mad and they get, well, how did you get this? 
Some people ask you questions not because they want to know how you got. They want to know why you got it and not them. You can see behind it, they're like, well, how'd you get that? Break up our line. How come I didn't get that? And here it is that Joseph's brothers were mad at Jacob. He didn't do anything. It was just God's love. Sometimes we are dealing things in life. You can tell people, don't, don't get mad at me. It's by God's grace. Get, don't tell them, it's not because I deserve it. I know I don't deserve it, but I'm grateful. I learned to be thankful for what God has blessed me with. When we can tell people that I'm, I'm this way only because by God's grace, don't blame me, blame God. It is God that's responsible for everything that is good that's happening in my life. When we can have that kind of mentality and we can have that understanding that no matter where we're facing hardships, we know that if God was with me back then, guess what? He'll be with me now. Life is full of ups and downs. Joseph's rise to the top came because he had to fall down to the bottom. And if you look at Joseph's story, he falls not oftentimes for himself, but because what somebody else has done to him. He was put into the pit, Cassius, Cassius, because his father asked him to go check on his brothers. He didn't walk out there to go check on his brothers. His dad said, go see what your brothers are doing. Then they see him come and say, here comes the dreamer. How can we get rid of him? Then he gets promoted by being sold into slavery by the, to the Egyptians. That he's in Potiphar's house. And Potiphar is second command to Pharaoh. And Potiphar realizes something about him. Now here's the other thing too that we want to find out. Oftentimes a lot of people that don't know us see us better than others that do know us. Look closer here. His dad pondered it. His brothers hated it for him. But Potiphar says, you're blessed. <laughs> I'm going to put you over everything because everything you do is succeeding. Y'all, y'all missed it. See, the one that bought him saw goodness in him and elevated him to a position. That notice he said, he only concerned about the food. You know why he only concerned about the food? Because somebody might poison him from the food. He said, so, because so, Joseph, he said, he's going to die too. So he said, I didn't worry about nothing, but let the food test. Y'all, y'all taste that food. Make sure Joseph good. Make sure I'm good. We good. So notice, he didn't care about anything else because he trusted. So it's something about Joseph's quality. That he was... Uh, an ethical, moral person. Why? Because he knew of God. He did what was right. When you know that God is in control, you don't, you don't need to be in control. Can I say that one more time? When you know that God is in control, you don't need to be in control. Oftentimes in our lives, we try to take control and we cause the wreck. <laughs> we cause the mess. We cause the problem. When we let God be in control, we can sit back and realize that I got a detour. All right, he'll figure a way out. I got a flat tire, all right, he'll, he'll give me a spare. Notice, Joseph had some ups and downs in his life, but yet God was always with him. The text is very clear that God was with him. And because God was with him, Potiphar realized that God was with him and be with him. Here's another thing, though. Part, look, I, I, I ended that part where it says how, you know, Joseph looked good, y'all. And Joseph looked so good that Potiphar's wife had his eye on him. And she's like, I want him in my harem. Joseph like, he gave me everything but you. <laughs> I'm not going to have any of these problems. So he runs out. She lies on him. He goes back into jail. Because, you know, he's a part of us with a bad business. I'm going to believe my wife or him. But when she found out he was lying, he got her out of jail. And then he got elevated. Again, went from the, from the pit to the palace to the prison, back into the palace. One encourages us that our stories are part of our journey. Oftentimes, you look at the end destination 
But that's not the end. This greatness that he got to the palace, he went back into prison. But he didn't give up. God gave him another dream. And his dream interpretation got him out that what he dreamed with his brothers and sisters came into fruition when they came to see him. That's when I read again Genesis 50 chapter. When he says that, for you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. I want to encourage you that we have not reached the end of our story. God is the author and the finisher of our faith. And as long as you still got breath, God is still riding your story. And you may have a chapter right now that might be a good chapter, but a, a bad chapter may be coming. Or it may not be coming. But what I want to encourage you to notice that there's greater things ahead in Jesus. When we look how God is still in control, it help us understand that my story is a part of my journey. I want to encourage you that don't keep records of your losses, but count your blessings. Count your victories. I, I, if I think about my life, I, I, I can't tell you all the times I lost, but I remember the times I lost when it hurt. <laughs> but then when I think about those losses, I also think about the victories you had along the way and the friendships that were made. Uh, there's some friends of mine that we played basketball together and they, they, we came back together and, and they told me about a story about a loss I had. And the loss I had was that they were playing pranks. <laughs> they were throwing ice bucket waters on you while you were sleeping in your hotel room. And I remember because I brought my game system so they could play on my game system in my room. I want to let y'all know I was not on the court. I was the manager. <laughs> so I thought I could ball, but they knew I wasn't balling with them, but I could ball on my video game. And they threw water on me, and it got on my system. And I totally forgot about that. I blocked out the air. <laughs> but one of the reminders said, hey, say, you remember you told his mom he need to buy you a new scissors? I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I was so angry, so upset. I said, you need to give me back <laughs> what was broke. But when I highlight this, that all I remember was the fun I had. I didn't remember the L. I didn't remember the law. I want to encourage you sometimes in lives that if we spend more time on the negative, so we're going to miss out. On the good stuff. So when they told me that stuff, I was able to laugh about it because I wasn't angry about it. I wasn't holding a grudge about it. I forgot all about it. But yeah, give me that game. You know? <laughs> but when we understand that, we can look at it and say, God, look where you brought us from. That's why we sing that song, all of my good days, I'll weigh my bad days, I won't complain. We know that God is in control. As you count your ups, you'll find out your ups are greater than your downs. And we start realizing that God has blessed you to overcome many of your obstacles. You understand that you'll be able to quote what Joseph was able to say to his brothers. He said it to his brothers. The ones that wanted to kill him. It says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. Aren't you glad that God can turn it around? Joseph's life's journey was being used by God. I wonder if there was a survey done right now in your life. Would you say, God, I will take all the victories because you're going to bring me through so many of my ups and my downs? Notice how Joseph didn't get a survey to say that you got to go to prison. you got to go into a pit. you got to have people willing to kill you in order for you to save a generation of people. But God knows what we can handle and knows what we can face. That's why I'm so glad that greater is a God that's with us than he that is against us. God brought Joseph from the pit to the palace. He could do the same for you through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. As I 
close up on my message. Let me go back to how they wanted to kill Joseph. Why did they want to kill Joseph? The text made it very clear that because the father loved him so. That now kind of rings true by how Pharisees and the Sadducees wanted to kill Jesus. Why did they want to kill him? Because he and the father were one. <laughs> because the father loved him so. How do we know how much he loved him? For God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. That whom so no believers and our parents but have everlasting life. When I think about Jesus and the love that he has for us. That love comes from God the Father. <laughs> and because the God the Father loved Jesus so much, the text tells he moved heaven and earth. Y'all know he moved heaven and earth, right? Do you understand when he was on the cross, it says the earth shook. Oh, y'all don't hear me. The earth shook and the graves opened up when he died. The clouds had to hide the S-U-N for the S-O-N to shine. When you see how God loves you, he will do amazing and awesome things for you. So I want you to be able to lift up your head and tell your enemy, hit me with your best shot. Because I know the harder you hit me, the greater my victory is going to be. Because when God is with me, who can dare stand against me? Look what he did for Sarah, Meshach, and Abednego. He, the fire of the heart of God showed up and showed out. Everybody else died, but they were still in the fire, walking around like there was nothing wrong you saw what he did for Daniel and the lions did. The lions were hungry and they eat anything. But Daniel was able to sleep because the angel closed the lion's mouth. But when he woke up, the king said, Daniel, you still alive? He said, yeah, I'm alive. Then he put the people that accused him down. They were dead before they hit the ground. Do you understand what God called you? I don't know what you're going through, but I'll let you know that you ain't got to go through it by yourself. God was with Joseph. Guess what? He will be with you. Just call on Jesus. Trust in him. Don't hold on to your grudges. Don't hold on to the negative, but hold on to his love. Hold on to his grace. Hold on to his mercy. Realize that greatest he that's in me, that he that is in the world. And if you don't know Jesus, here's your opportunity, here's your time. To say, Lord, I believe you died on the cross for my sin. And you defeated death and rose from the grave. And you are seated at the right hand of the Father. And know that God's love for you can never be defeated, can never be changed. Can never be wrong. What can separate us from the love of God? Nothing. And when you know this awesome love, this awesome power that belongs to you because God gave it to you. And that same power that rose Christ from the grave is also in this means that there's no more death. There's no more suffering. Now, we have not become what we're going to be, but we, when he comes back again, we'll see him in glory. Be forever hello and never goodbye. But while we're walking on this earthly journey, we're going to face some times of adversity. We're going to take some times of difficulty. But yet with our God, we can overcome them all. So tell everybody, you may see my glory, but you don't know my story. But here's the opportunity for you to let them know that because of his grace, because of his mercy, I'm here because he loves me. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for how you love us and care for us. We thank you, Lord, that no matter what we're going through, nothing can separate us, nothing can deter us, nothing can stop us from what you're doing in our lives. Help us, O oh God, to let go of grudges. Help us, Lord, to let go of animosity. Let us let go of those who have hurt us and injured us. But, Lord, let us remember that greatest is you that's in us than he that is in the world. May we walk in your purpose. May we walk in your promise. May we walk on your word. We embrace your mercy. We embrace your grace. We embrace your love. And we thank you for, Father, how you love and care for us. 
Lord, there might be somewhere here who does not know you, Lord, I pray. That they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart. Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins. And that he defeated death by rising from the grave on the third day. Lord, I, I thank Lord that all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, there might be someone looking for a church home, but we want to welcome them here in this fellowship. Uh, may they come forward, Lord, and, and join us and be, be, be able to celebrate with them giving the right hand of fellowship. And now, God, we just thank you uh, for who you are. Now, God, we prepare to worship you through our tithes and our offering. Lord, we ask you to bless those who have desired to give and yet have not. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that you bless a, you, you bless a cheerful gift. So we cheerfully give that what already belongs to you. But Lord, bless those that desire to give and yet have not. We thank you, Lord, you supply all our needs. Now bless, Lord, for the building of your kingdom, for the evangelizing of the lost and the good of the saints, and for us defeating and serving to those who are in need. In Jesus Christ, and Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. As he appeal to stand, as we prepare to, uh, to give our tithes and our offering, if that's you decided today to join this fellowship or you want to be baptized or looking for church, we're welcome to walk around and join us and share that with one of the deacons and the ushers. We want to welcome you in this place. May the ushers please uh, come forward.